This message comes from NPR sponsor Progressive Insurance, where drivers who switch could save hundreds on car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Former President Trump is again demanding that NATO allies pay their fair share. Speaking at a rally in South Carolina last night, Trump recounted a story from his time in the White House. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, You didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. Trump said if NATO allies don't keep up, he would encourage Russia to do whatever it wanted. The White House is calling Trump's remarks appalling and unhinged. Following last week's collapse of a border security deal that would have unlocked aid to Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan, the Senate will be in session later today working toward potential votes on a more than $95 billion standalone military aid package. The Senate is considering the separate package after Senate Republicans rejected that bipartisan deal they demanded be combined with tougher border restrictions. Voters in Finland will elect a new president today after being led for 12 years by the same man. Terry Schultz reports a race is close, but a former prime minister is favored to win. Alexander Stubb from the National Coalition Party holds a slight lead over former Foreign Minister Pekka Havisto from the Green Party as they vie to replace President Sauli Niinistö, who can't run for a third term. In the first round, January 28th, Stubb got just over 27% of the vote and Havisto almost 26%. It's been hard for voters to make up their minds as there's little difference between the two candidates on defense, security and foreign policy, all responsibilities of the president in Finland. Both men are strong supporters of Ukraine and tough on Russia. Advance voting has set a new record with nearly 46% of those eligible casting ballots early. For NPR News, I'm Terry Schultz. Among the many amusing Super Bowl ads this year will be a more somber one aimed at anti-Semitism. NPR's Tovia Smith reports a foundation run by New England Patriots owner Bob Kraft is running a 30-second spot aimed squarely at what it calls an alarming spike in anti-Jewish hate. Kraft's Foundation to Combat Anti-Semitism says anti-Jewish incidents were already soaring, but after October 7th, they hit four times what they were the year before. The Super Bowl ad features Clarence Jones, who helped write speeches for Martin Luther King Jr. Sometimes I imagine what I'd write today for my dear friend Martin. The foundation's Tara Levine says the ad's meant to inspire all people, not just Jews, to get off the sidelines and speak out against all hate. Because all hate thrives on the silence of others. The foundation says it spent some $7 million on the ad and hopes it'll be seen by more than 100 million people. Tovia Smith, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. Hungarian President Katalin Novak has stepped down. Novak announced her resignation in a live television message this weekend. She has faced mounting pressure for pardoning a man who'd been convicted of helping to cover up sexual abuse in a children's home. The pardon was first reported a week ago, and it led to a public uproar. Novak is a close ally of conservative Prime Minister Viktor Orban. The Prime Minister of Trinidad and Tobago is planning to get a first-hand look today at the damage caused by an oil spill. The government is considering declaring a national emergency after a ship ran aground and overturned last week. At least nine miles of Tobago's southwestern coast have been fouled. 
The Phoenix Open is unlike any other event on the PGA Tour, famous for its huge crowds, free-flowing booze, and rocuous atmosphere. But the party got so big on Saturday that tournament organizers finally had to rein it in. From member station KJZZ in Phoenix, Chad Snow reports. After several days of cold, wet weather, a big crowd turned out at the Scottsdale course yesterday. As the crowd got larger and rowdier, tournament organizers grew concerned and for the first time ever closed the entrance gates and the beer taps. Around 2 p.m. local time, admissions were temporarily halted even for ticket holders, and alcohol sales were suspended at most locations throughout the course. On social media, organizers announced that shuttle service was also on hold, citing larger-than-usual crowds. Fans were advised to check the tournament's channels for further updates. For NPR News, I'm Chad Snow in Phoenix. And I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News from Washington. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR.